The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games podcast network. In a world where literally everyone and their grandma has seen the Marvel movies, one man stands alone in his quest for pop culture ignorance. Donnie, pushed too far, has finally embarked on a journey to tackle the entire MCU in a two-month period, must now face a quiz of epic proportions in an effort to make Devin break down and buy a Nintendo Switch. Will he succeed or will he fall at the hands of the three architects of this PSVG Marvel quiz? Only time will tell. This boots us into Spider-Man Homecoming, first first official long full-length feature film featuring Spider-Man in the MCU. That is, so Donnie, what name does Peter give his AI in his suit? Darcy. Deb, do you agree? I disagree because I, I don't even remember what it was, but I disagree. Okay. <laughs> so who does Tony Stark put in charge to monitor Peter's superheroic activities? Happy. Deb, do you agree? Or if we're not going with just first names, then no, I disagree. <laughs> can you can you give the full name, Donnie? No, because everybody <laughs> calls him Happy because his name's Happy. Like everybody calls Spider Man Spider Man. <laughs> no, they call him Peter Parker. Hey, Spider Man, do a backflip. Not hey, Peter Parker, also known as Spider Man, do a backflip. <laughs> okay, in all fairness, though, this this character has appeared in like five other movies. And they all, in, in all fairness, everybody calls him Happy. I'm not disagreeing with that, but they also say his last name a few times. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do it. So, Nathan, your thoughts on Spider-Man I'm Homecoming? Really <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming is great. I love the villain, uh, Michael yeah. Keaton as uh, Vulture. When Vulture was first announced as the villain, it was kind of a head scratch. <laughs> like, really? You're first outing a Spider-Man in the MCU and you're going with the Vulture? But he made it so like menacing in the way that especially that, that scene where it's revealed that he is um, the, the father. You are the, the father. father. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> that, that, that twist. I didn't see that one Dude, coming. That, that to me was a surprise. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was good. So when you when you got that scene and then you got him figuring things out in the car and the way he's acting just with his face. Yeah. He, yes. Like yeah. just in the mirror, too, which menacing. is such Michael Keaton. Just good. He needs to be in everything. He's a fantastic actor. So you have that. You have Iron Man being in there too, which is a, another nice plus. It kind of he's he's that mentoring role. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to get an Uncle Ben like with great power becomes great responsibility kind of thing with him. I think that's really going to be Tony and Iron Man. I, to be honest with with MCU, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's a great interplay between the two. I mean, you have Robert Downey Jr.'s character uh, that didn't have much of a a fatherhood figure being brought up. And he's trying to be a little different with Peter because he doesn't have his own son. Uh, and it's a really a cool dynamic there. That they're starting to build from that side, too. So overall, another great movie. I agree. Donnie, your thoughts? No, he's, he's spot on. Michael Keaton took what I think was. Um, 
I mean, he he just he just took something bad and turned it into something great. Um, you think about that character like within another actor, and I think this movie is detriment, like just hurt profoundly because this this character is not even. I mean, just the character, the vulture. It's like dude with this robot wing. Like, really? That's what <laughs> Spider Man should be fighting. Like, he's Spider Man. He took Cap Shield. Really? This dude? Like, you feel like it should be, you know, chump change. But I think they do a lot by helping him. Like when he um. When he just blasts his own dude away into like dust, right? Like then you start to realize like, and, and before he even does that, before he just goes super crazy, he, he sits there and goes, hey, guys, we are low key under the radar. We don't need these people paying attention. So you see like he's he's really smart. Yeah. So like that's really what like his menacing. It's honestly when he's not the vulture, when you're scared of them the most. It is the car scene when he's, you know, it's just Michael Keaton. You're scared of Michael Keaton. <laughs> um. I wish you would have used those laser rays more. Like you, you kind of wonder like, well, he just made him poof. Like, why wouldn't he use these uh, more? But you know, he's trying to stay under the radar. Um, yeah, it was really good. Like I, I loved the whole, your neighborhood friendly Spider-Man stuff, right? They really, really, really lay that on thick with this. Oh, yeah. Hey, Spider-Man do a backflip. Like that's really good character development for this Spider-Man made me forget that I ever watched another Spider-Man movie to begin with. Yep. Plus, my daughter absolutely got ecstatic when that um, um, the the the, the Zendanya. Yeah, there you go. She loves her to death. I have no idea who she is. My daughter loves her to death, and then the fact that she's MJ, um, the fact that she's MJ, um, I know MJ. I knew that. So when I picked up on MJ, which I felt like was maybe like not like a spoiler, but like an Easter egg, like I maybe mm -hmm. some folks don't know what that means. When I picked up on that, I explained that to my daughter. And now she's even more excited. Like she's <laughs> very, very excited to see another Spider-Man. So I hope we get another one um, with MJ. But yeah, apparently that actress is on a Disney channel or something. Yeah, she's, she's, yeah, she's yeah. very popular. She's People. super excited. She saw her. She's like, oh, my God. So. <laughs> so now we're on to Mo's favorite movie. Thor Ragnarok. Nathan. <laughs> As he dies, Odin reveals to Loki and Thor that they have a what? Sister. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, thanks. I didn't know what to ask. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta ask Dev something. What was I supposed to ask him? Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, man. What does Bruce Banner reveal to Thor that he is worried about when hulking out? His clothes? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm trying to remember when wow. he's hulking out. What is he worried about? Okay, he's so worried about let me let me rephrase Whoa. that question. Please, yeah, give me a little context. Why is he afraid to go through the process of hulking out? His clothes. Right. <laughs> well, because I, I know, okay, the reason I said his clothes, if, if I may defend myself, the reason I said his clothes is because this is the movie where he dresses up like Tony, and he's talking about his clothes a lot, so I, that's why I went there. Also, in the other movies, you know, like he stretches all of his clothes out, and he, it's a common thing, guys. Come on. Um, I only have one answer, and I don't think it's the right one. Um, his clothes? But like, <laughs> so in Ragnarok, he hulked out for... Like he, he became Hulk and then he disappeared for two, three, four years, something like that. So maybe that like he's scared that he won't come back, that he's losing control, maybe. I agree. Oh, 
Was Donnie hulking out? <laughs> Donnie, I mean, Donnie, I'm worried about your clothes. Don't hulk out, man. <laughs> come on, guys. That's not it. Come we're, on. we're on camera. You can't do that. Um, so we know a Coach Mo feels. So, Dev, what, what were your thoughts on Thor Ragnarok? Sorry, Mo, but I freaking love Thor Ragnarok. It's definitely top five. I loved it. The <laughs> fact that you get the character development of Banner and Hulk, and you also get comedic Thor, which is the best Thor. It was just, it was good, man. The action was good. The pacing was good. I'm sorry that they totally destroyed um, the, the Planet Hulk for you, but this is the way they had to do it. And the way they did it was really good. I mean, it was just so much fun. And I don't ever say movies are fun because I think that's just a ridiculous thing in my mind. Just like, how do you have fun sitting there watching a movie? But this one was just, it was just fun. Like it was nonstop laughs. It was great action. You were waiting for the next thing that happened. And just the interplay between Hulk and Thor was just awesome. Like their camaraderie, that teamwork, much like the OT is awesome. So I just, I had, I just loved it. It was, it's such a good movie. I'll watch it over and over and over and over again. Sorry, Mo. I love you though. I love you as well. This is the only Marvel movie I don't own. Oh wow! So Donnie, then your your thoughts? I'm I'm more on Mo's side than wow than Dev's side on this. One. I've never liked you more, boss. <laughs> um, you are a failure right now, Donnie. I'm sorry. So <laughs> this is like scary movie, the Marvel movie. This is parody of the movies themselves, which I'm not. Really, I'm like at face value when you say that statement, I'm not against that. I'm only against it in the sense that they tried two times earlier to do something else and then they were just realized that it wasn't working, so they flipped the script and they flipped the script hard. This movie is funny, but it's all funny, which makes it feel not important, which I don't like because in this entire MCU, I did feel at this point, at this point in the MCU, I felt like I was on a journey. I've got eyes towards Infinity War. I'm like, oh man, we're getting there. This movie didn't do much at all for me in that regard. And I just kind of felt like, wow, what a placeholder. It's honestly, it's like, it's like some dudes got in a room and they were like, all right, everybody hates our Thor movies, which I would agree with. So like, what are we going to do? We're just going to make it stupid, funny slapstick Thor. Um, like I said, it's not, it's not that it's not entertaining. It is entertaining. There are some very, very funny parts. There's some very good characters. I also felt, I felt lost and you guys can help me here because you know, they're on, um, um, help me. Was it Goldblum? Right. They're on his planet and he's just himself. Like uh -huh. he's doing nothing for me because he's just him. And I, and geeks love that because he's just him and he's funny. But at the same time, it's like, try, I guess maybe that's it. It's like, try to do something here. Like I, I get what you're trying to do, but like maybe try to do something and just felt like there was no real want to. It's like, maybe if we just make people laugh a lot, they'll just forget that we really don't have any, any point of what's going on here. Um, somebody tell me how Hulk got there because he, he flew the Quinjet there. He the Quinjet the end, isn't it like a different realm? <laughs> like, how does that happen? It's it, does it have to make that much? Yes, sense? it does. When you talk, when, when it's not a different realm, it's not a different realm, it's the same realm, it's the same universe, just far as hell away. Yeah, you just like how the Guardians got okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's a completely different planet, but still, yeah, yeah. still, still in our universe. So the Quinjet, the Quinjet can just hop planets, yeah, uh, yeah. Spaceship, 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 bro. <laughs> All right, yeah, that that yeah, I I got a little I got a little it's, hesitation it, with that one. So no, it, it, that's understandable, and I think all your comments are actually fair. 
yeah. it just didn't take away from me enjoying the movie. So like, yeah, it's very much a standalone almost. And you just mm-hmm. the only time you get is to where Hulk's been, really. But you also like the Quinjet thing makes more sense if you watch Agents of Shield a little yeah. bit. There's there's more things with the Shield technology you don't really get okay. out of the movie. So okay. that, I don't blame you on being confused on that one. Yeah, and like I said, I'm not. It's the worst movie in the MCU, like most. Sure. I'm not like that. Yeah, but it's not in my top five either. I'm not anywhere near that high. It's funny, but like you got to remember, I'm watching them all in order for the first time. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I'm thinking about ranking them, I very much like not necessarily like I'm ranking them based on how much I enjoyed the film, but also like its place in the overarching thing. You know, like that's in my mind because I'm watching them all in one for this very purpose of having the show tonight. So. All right, so we're we're down to the wire now. We got two movies left. So next up is Black Panther. Coach, ah, I'm so proud of this. Like, I had students tell me with this. We all went to the movies. We talked about it. I'm very jacked for these questions because they involve my two favorite characters from the movie. So here we go. Umbaku and his tribe differ in gods than the rest of Wakanda, who worship the panther. What animal does his tribe worship? <laughs> he wears the mask, doesn't he? Yes. And I can't remember for the love of me what it was. Oh, man, that's a good question, Mo. I'm impressed. That was man. brought to you by Shy. Oh, she, she, she helped good. me write it. She was there. Yeah, All right. Just, I'm on a uh, monkey. Disagree. Okay. All right. Moving on to the next one. Shuri says, you brought me another white guy? Who is she referencing? Right. I think you need to clarify a little bit, Mo. No, no, no. I know. Yeah, but I, I, I need some clarification because you also didn't give the answer. You're referring to the first white guy or the second white guy? Uh, she would be referring to the first one. Okay. Thank you. Um, oh man, this is a throwaway one too. This is a come on. This is also assumed. This may not necessarily be. No, it's confirmed. No, it's confirmed. Yeah, this is all <laughs> that's confirmed. <laughs> How you can assume? You on even that one. spoke on it earlier, Donnie. <laughs> oh, I spoke on it earlier. Oh, that makes me think I've got the wrong guy. I'm thinking of the agent. The agent that gets shot. I still don't know his name. Uh all right. So now, now having gotten a little. It's not the agent, so I'm gonna stop that. Stop you there, Bucky. The agent. I agree. Man, Dev, you you helped him out there. That's because uh, he was struggling too hard. I couldn't help it. And and the because first when one, you thought t- ten second time went past. That's all I'm saying. The guy you brought me, I, like they brought you know the agent to what kind of like I just went right there. I went right to that guy. Yeah, I just don't know the dude's name. Well, that that's why I asked him. Did you mean the first guy or the second? Okay, that, so that helped. But thanks. I wasn't gonna go to Dev's levels of helping, but. The first one was Mbaku. They, they, he was also known as the man ape. So the ape guy, not the monkey. Oh, I'm, I'm glad I was that close. Because I was going to say rhino, but that's not Mbaku. Like the rhino is the other guy. So, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll leave it alone because you're probably thinking about the rhino and Black Panther, but I'm thinking about the rhino and Spider-Man. Yeah, I was thinking about the rhino uh-huh. and Black Panther. All right, so let's go with Nathan, your thoughts on Black Panther? 
Black Panther is an interesting movie. Um, it's there's a lot of reasons why it's a fantastic film. However, uh, I th- I think that this movie has such such a great story for fathers and sons. Um, that when when you watch it and we think about it, you think about the decisions of the father and the legacy of the father versus what the decisions of the son have to make. That's really to me Black Panther. That's the story here. I mean, there's there's a lot of great stuff with Killmonger and you know the whether or not his whether or not he's a villain, but really when you look at it as to you know, the other generations that came before us has set the way to, to go down the path, but is that the right path to follow? That's the biggest question that you ask yourself after this movie. And I feel like they did a fantastic job answering that question, asking it, and making you think about what, what was presented before you. And it's it's a movie that's more than a comic book movie to me. It's it it tells a wider story and a bigger on a bigger stage. It's it's just it's great storytelling and it's one that I was looking forward to because I didn't know a lot of black Panther going into it. All I knew was what I saw, you know, in some of the, some of the comics that I read that he was kind of guesting in or some of the cartoon shows that I watched or in civil war, obviously. And I knew of Wakanda and I knew of, you know, the vibranium um, that was used to create the shield and other things, but I wanted to find out more. And I got a lot of, a lot of that great backstory in this movie. And I got the understanding of what that, culture actually brings to the table in the Marvel universe. And it's a fantastic um, addition in my opinion. So it was a great movie. I'm, I'm glad that uh, they took the time to tell it that was needed. And it was, it was just good. Donnie. I love black Panther. It's my favorite movie in the bunch. Yes. Amen. I kinda, I kinda, I kinda teared up a bit at times. Mm-hmm. Um, when the kids and I left the theater, because yeah. we just watched this, we watched it with Saturday. Uh, when we left the theater, all of my kids were talking about. They're like, "That movie was awesome." Uh, there were cheers in the audience, uh, like actual auditory cheers, clapping. Uh, it was. That's a great, great story. Michael Jordan's character, best villain in the MCU. I loved every bit of his motivation, his execution, the way. Um, the way he just everything, everything about him, I thought was great. The only thing that I was not as big a fan on was the actual fight between that final battle. Very looking, yeah. yeah see, the folks see. just looked looked just like each other, and was all like Tron. Like I was way it more. It wasn't about the, the actual like war that was going on outside with Shuri and Akoya and everybody else. I was way more into that than the battle between these two. The battle between those two is the words. Don't even look at the fight. It's about the words. It's about mm-hmm. what they said to each yeah. other. Oh, and, and I love the. I've had to. I've had to say that to so many people because I've heard that so many times that that fight scene had nothing to do with them act, with actual physical fight. It's about what they say to each other. Yeah, and I, I mean, I yeah, the fact that one, I love Wakanda. Talk about this this awesome place, right? Um, it's got this beautiful thing. Like where you fly in through the jungle and it's all is revealed. But and and they've got this superpower technology that's far advanced from the rest of the world, right? But at the same time, it's still blended with all this um, old school culture stuff. So it's like what's it's old and new. It's not it's not just new. It's not tech for the sake of tech. It's not Asgard, right? You're not like sitting there and everything's CG and everything's awesome. No, it's very very based in reality. Um, and, the, and just the ties that they have. Also, 
a lot of things get tied up in this movie. So you definitely feel like that, you know, that sense of closure and a lot of different lines, which I enjoyed a lot of that too. Um, the social commentary that comes from this movie, whether it be like race relations or you know, helping the other part of the world, democracy, all of that stuff is great. It makes this movie say something, which I'm not even, I don't even love it. And my favorite MCU because of that, but because it has that, it has so much to stand up on just by itself. You know, like, kind of what Nathan's saying too. like, it's, it's a Marvel movie in the, in one sense and in another sense, it's just a really great movie by itself. Um, but yes, this is my favorite. It's my favorite in MCU. I, I can't tell you how much I, I really, really enjoyed it. Like we're coming out of the theater for this movie. I was hyped. I was like, man, I got to see more of this. And I cannot wait to see Avengers infinity where at this point I was like, I'm a fan. So yes, that's exactly what I was hoping for when people saw Black Panther, that it would make them want to actually go see Infinity War and the rest of the I MCU. bought the games. I got the Lego game. Like, <laughs> we went to the mall. We had a mall at the theater we had to go see this movie at. We started buying, um, I bought little figurines from like Hot Topic. I got shirts. Like, yeah, we, we started doing stuff. Oh, So this brings us to the finale then with Avengers Infinity War. And Nathan wrote the questions on these ones. All right, Donnie, this is probably the hardest question I wrote for you. I think it's the hardest question in the whole thing, to be this honest. It might be. This might I be. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You've done pretty well. Stop okay. it. So here we go. In what order did Thanos collect the Infinity Stones to add to his gauntlet? Now, before before you answer, I will allow either naming the stones by what they are or their colors. I was just getting ready to say, can we at least just let him get the colors? Yes, that's what I'm saying. If, if you can do just the color in the order that he obtains them, yes. But even that's hard. So, I, yeah. no. Soul Stone, Time Stone, Mind Stone. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Disagree. I probably was going to get it anyway, so I tried. Oh. Disagree. The soul stone was the last stone he got. I'm so. sorry. No. Hang on. 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 Wrong. First off, Donnie only named three stones. Yeah, I know. So hang on. He gets soul stone was not the last stone. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. Is it the soul right. stone the red stone? Right. No, it's not. Okay. No. Okay. Hang on. Red stone, yellow stone. No. Green stone, no. purple stone. No. 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 <laughs> You're, okay. you're still not even naming enough, so that's why we'll let that go. It's Power Stone, Space Stone, Reality Stone, Soul Stone, Time Stone, Mind Stone, the space stone. or Purple, Blue, Red, Orange, Green, Yellow. Okay. Because oh. I, I know I remember when he got them, but I, I I just saw this movie and if you remember when he got them, that's the order that he got. Uh, them. So so hang on. All right. So so I I already missed it. So that's out. I completely yeah. forgot about the collector scene. So that one's on me. That's the red one, right? Yeah, so that's what's, what's the so first I, stone that he gets though, Donnie? Think about from the first stone that he gets is what? It's the purple one. Mm-hmm. And okay, so he gets that first. What's the next one and when? I wanted to say I thought that was the collector stone, but no. Mm-mm. What's the first scene in the movie? He kills Loki. Mm-hmm. And what's he get? On Asgard. A blue stone? Yep. Correct. Okay. And, and then and then he gets the collector stone. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he gets Gamora Stone. Mm-hmm. And then he gets the mind or the time stone from Doctor Correct. Strange, mm-hmm. and then he gets the the yellow stone from um, Vision. Yep. Correct. There you go. 
So, yeah. Well, not not correct, but yes, you answered those. But yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, that was the most difficult question. I figured it would be. It was like five so. questions, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, and I'm pretty sure you're gonna get this one right. And I just I love this scene, so I want to add it. Who cautioned Thanos of the cost of the Soul Stone? Oh, the Red Skull. Uh, Devin, I agree. Yeah, that's good. I, I want to. So I want to talk about this movie. Let's talk I, about everything. It. I want to talk about. Oh man, I want to talk about this movie. Um, should I do my ranks before we talk about this movie or no? No, no. Talk talk the movie. I want to hear you and Devin's thoughts to wrap this up because this involves you two more than the rest of us. So, okay, okay Donnie, you go first, and I want to hear Devin's thoughts. So this movie's really good. Um, it does a lot of things really well. Um, I give them credit for balancing so many characters. The reason that I felt like I probably wouldn't get these questions right, and I'm glad that you gave me an easy one, is this movie has so much going on. Uh, I actually kind of felt this way after I saw it. I kind of wanted to see it again because I was like, especially the final scene, like the final 10 minutes felt so impactful. I kind of felt like I forgot everything that happened before then. Like I remember the moments, you know, I remember Loki. I remember Gamora. I remember the moments, but like all the all the stuff in between, I kind of forget all of that. Um, it takes a minute for me to recall it all because there is a ton. They split all these different people up. They go all across the universe. It's just flying around, um, which makes sense, I guess, considering the universe. I also do feel like this might have been like shotgunned a bit. Um, it feels like they're they're trying to get somewhere. Like they've got a place they want to get to and they're just trying to get there fast. It's like, all right, let's catch everybody up. Um, my impression is that they're probably killing off half of the characters so they can resolve the storylines of the half that remain. Um, because you really can't tell a really, really good story with all of those characters on screen. I don't think you've got to like, either they won't have screen time, which makes them, you know, that's everybody's going to ask where they are. But speaking of where are they, where's Hawkeye? He's on house <laughs> arrest. They told you he's on house arrest. Just where like is Scott Lane? Lane. He's Don't on he... house arrest. The world's about to end. He's on house. Come on. He said he chose his family. And many I... man made a deal to escape that prison from mm -hmm. uh, from Civil War. Okay, where's Valkyrie? Because the one that's a good question. Great thing that I that's loved about Thor question. Ragnarok was her. Where's she? We have to assume she's with the half of the Asgardians that Thanos took. Okay, all right. Um, anyway, so I, I, those questions aside, I really, I really like this one. I'm, I'm glad that like they had like the Wakanda moment where everything just kind of set set the stage. I loved Black Panther and Cap running into it, uh, like side by side. I thought it was a really good moment. It's one of those Marvel moments. I was like, oh, when this. By the way, when this movie started, that Avengers music at the beginning. This is the first time at the beginning of a movie when I heard that Avengers. Music, I was like, yes, I can't wait to watch this movie. <laughs> like I got, I can feel it. I was like, oh, my kids did too. Like we were, we were all excited. Um, Thanos is great. So, so did did you like the uh, under reference to the Phantom Menace in this movie with the shield and the personal shields that the Wakandans had? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I had to add it. You know, um, I did. I did love um, uh, the Black Panther. Like, Get this man a shield. That was great. That was, that was yeah. This I didn't like the shield. By the way. No, I, I didn't like the little gauntlet things yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you wanted to have an actual actual shield? Yeah. Like yeah. He, he couldn't throw those. They were attached to right. it. Like it wasn't I didn't mind that. Um, I did mind that they they too they slapped vision around like nobody's business. Um 
they made him look worse than Scarlet Witch uh, in a lot of ways. Like he just got destroyed. Um, I, I wasn't the best. I would say during the movie, I was like, is this the best way to break these characters up? Um, like really, we're going to send Cap and Spider-Man off to like some distant planet. And they got there quick too. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, there, There's definitely, this movie requires the most like suspension of belief. Like you've got to just, take it for what it is and don't ask too many questions if you've got this far your belief should yeah, be suspended on yeah you're, you're right you're right but there was a lot of times it's like really like we're going how this is going to happen um the fight with thanos was awesome them trying to hold the gauntlet and everything and all of them teaming awesome. together um steven strange this movie did more for dr strange than his own movie did oh yeah honestly sure. in the first 10 minutes this movie did more for steven strange than his entire movie did for me like okay. his whole i'm sorry that was kind of the point. There was a lot of conjecture about that. So part of it is when he was dealing with Dormammu, um, he was in that realm for a very long time, which is why by the start of Infinity War, his powers are at a level where he can actually contend. Oh, okay. Um, I, I just love the the little banter between him and stark to oh, open the so movie good. that was so good he's just like uh we're fighting we've got a wizard over here he's got a thing we're trying to get uh squidward it would that was all squidward. great he got oh. everybody invested everybody's laughing have a good time it like really set the stage like here's what's about to happen and it's non-stop action for the most part it felt like to me um I'm trying to think if there's anything else i want to say i mean we still don't have any resolution with cap and iron man and like i said I, that feels intentional Oh, yeah. feels like that's where we're going. Um, so before I'll, I'll turn the floor to Devin, um, let you give you your thoughts, but I, I actually want to ask you guys, where, where are we going? That's a good question. Um, but your reaction is exactly why I threw down the gauntlet. Cause I wanted you to be just as excited as the rest of us are for the MCU. I was like, there's just no way you can be this hard up on comic book movies. And it's only because you haven't seen them. So that is the I reason why I think it hasn't seen good ones because he watched good the ones. DC ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. These are way better than Wonder Woman and uh, the Justice League for sure. Yeah. So that is why this is exactly why I threw down the gauntlet because you 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 have to see this stuff. It's that is it's exciting. It's it's enjoyable. Um, this movie uh, is just the culmination of everything we've been waiting for. It was amazing. Um, I love the way they were actually able to give every character that was in the movie adequate screen time and actually do something with their characters it wasn't just they're here for a second well except for maybe war machine we didn't really see much of him falcon too, falcon falcon. Was a little late, falcon but, too. Yeah. yeah but they're just like such subpar characters and yeah. unless unless we asking where they're going unless we do see falcon become cap um Ooh. which yeah donnie doesn't know about those things yeah he doesn't know about that, that that's a storyline Steve Rogers goes bye bye. Falcon becomes Captain America for a time. Like just leaves and retires, or like dies. He dies. Okay. Yeah. I. I um, that makes sense. That makes me remember that they almost killed Iron Man, and then they Bucky, didn't. Bucky is also uh, Captain America. Yeah, Bucky point too. So. Yeah. My daughter was in tears when they stabbed Iron Man. When Thanos like just stabbed it, he sat down. I was like, oh, they're not. Because I I've been saying for a while now. It feels like. Robert Downey Jr. has been doing this Iron Man thing too long. It's like, all right, can't keep doing Iron Man forever. Dude's getting old. And True. I was like, are they going to kill him off? And then they they do. I, I'm I'm with her. I'm like, they're really going to do this. And she's like, they can't do this. And then they and then they just don't. Um, good tease, I guess. 
Yeah, I don't think they can kill him off. He needs to pass the Iron Man mantle on to somebody before he basically walks off into the sunset. You can't just kill sure. Iron Man. Yeah, I, that's my guess. I, I mean, where we're going, I think maybe Shuri becomes Ironheart. It's a possibility. Um, I will say I don't think they did enough with Hector or Wakanda really in the film. It was more of just we need somewhere to have a giant battle. Um, so, I thought maybe the Soul Stone was there, but it wasn't. So the, I thought the same thing too. And to comment on the Wakanda thing, the reason Wakanda didn't play as big a role is this movie was written prior to Black Panther. So they knew mm-hmm. it was going to revolve on Wakanda, but they didn't. They, didn't, they knew the key characters, but they didn't know how that movie was going to influence the after events. So that had a part right. to do with it too. And Donnie asked a question who Ironheart is. It's actually the person who Tony Stark passes the mantle on onto, and it's it's an African American girl in okay. the comics. Who ends That's up cool. Yeah. I'm down Iron with Man. that. I'm not down with with him just retiring, only because I get the sense that if you save the world over and over again, that'd be something really hard to just walk away from. Well, no, I feel like if there was a Thanos type level of destruction, you're coming out of retirement because that's just what you do. You're a hero. Yeah, I'd much he rather retire. He passes it on and becomes her AI, basically. Like he's guiding her. Like he's yeah. just too old to be like Iron Man. He's, he's, Al- he's Alfred. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's okay. Alfred. okay. 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 That that I can get you behind think, that. Okay. Come on. You think you think Tony Stark could just walk away? So <laughs> there's no way he could just completely walk away. No, and, and that I agree with. Yeah, that I agree with. I just I I did feel like. The, the the timing it was primed to to cash in some of that emotional uh you know change that they had with us and then they just completely wrote it off and then so let's talk about them vanishing everybody with a snap of a finger mm-hmm. that so, feels yeah. really really cheap they're just going to reverse all that and that's going to suck like when we watch it we're like oh come on really and of course my internet wants to be stupid right now <laughs> we oh, we hear you dev yeah i can hear you dev okay cool so yeah <sighs> It's one of those things where it's like in comics, it's like everything's all fun and games until somebody gets the Infinity Gauntlet. And unfortunately, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like the just reset button for the most part. Um, so, yeah, we can go ahead and get the gauntlet and somebody can go ahead and erase and fix all of this stuff. We can go ahead and revert back to a time when Thanos didn't get the gauntlet or whatnot. Um, but I don't think that's what they're going to do. I don't think they're going to just completely revert everything, but I do think it's going to be one of those things where somebody else is going to be able to get the gauntlet and kind of erase the fact that he wiped out half the universe. The gauntlet's um, destroyed, though. It was all crispy and burning. It was stuff, crispy, but, but I didn't get the really idea destroyed. that it was done. Yeah. I get the feeling that that gauntlet itself, though, was destroyed, but there is still that mold on that uh, Nevedia place or whatever it was called. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, so you. Another one. Yeah. Peter Dinklage, right? Yeah. Dude, yeah. That was awesome. No, that wasn't. No, I it wasn't. it was awesome. <laughs> no. That made me laugh instantly. The moment I saw him, I was like, whoa. Um, now the Thor standing in front of the, the sun or whatever, that that's a little bit different. But um, so if I could fantasy book, this very much felt like, like I said, they felt like they were trying to get somewhere. It's like they had to lay a lot of groundwork and they only had one movie to do it. So I felt like they just kind of threw a lot on top of it. So am I correct in thinking that Dr. Strange, he told Tony like something like this is the way it has to be? Yeah, we're in the end game now. He said he if you notice, he did the he did the Dr. Strange thing where he was able to view all the different timelines. Okay, this there's only one way we can win. And this is it. We had to give him the stone like we have to go away. Yeah, because if that wasn't it, he wouldn't have gave him the stone. Absolutely. Okay, so this feels like a trilogy to me like this very much felt like a like a Lord of the Rings type situation. 
Um, like we're about to get, you know, Thanos in three parts um, in my, in my idea. So I think they get, they get half of the people off the screen, right? The next movie, we get all of this cap Iron Man resolution. Maybe we get this Iron Heart. Uh, maybe we start to support some of these other characters to bring them up. Maybe uh, Falcon, you know, like we start to do some of this stuff with Bucky and get some of all this, all this stuff done that we've been carrying on. And then third movie, we go to war. We do it in a huge way. We bring everybody back and we defeat Thanos. And then like maybe the next phase of the MC is like a hard reset or something. Here are the new, the new heroes to carry us on for the next decade. So who wants to tell them about um, uh, Captain Marvel? <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, hang on. Uh, so I had no idea what Captain Marvel was at all. When I watched the stinger, I was like, what is this? It was like umbrella core. Like, what is this picture? Um, so being the fact that I, I have watched all these movies, I did actually look her up. Um, I just Wikipedia Captain Marvel real quick on my phone on my drive yeah. home. So I don't know everything about her. But my question is, is she like the Trump card? Is this the vision thing? Like she's just all powerful? Yeah, she's the she's Pretty like much. the Superman of the, the so she's super awesome. OK, yeah. that always that that does. I get a little concerned with that because I think that's the hardest thing that DC has to deal with. The fact that like you really can't give Superman a villain because he's just Superman. He's all powerful. Like, you, you know, so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't see it being a trilogy. Um, I think it'll definitely be wrapped up in Avengers 4. Um, yeah. I think they they went back to basically the original Avengers. Like if you look at who's left, it's really yeah. the original Avengers squad. So it's like, okay, we need to go ahead and take what we got and fix it. Um, I think um, uh, Captain Marvel is going to be the person who brings them all together and they go out and they fix it. I think that's basically what's going to end up happening. So the question there is, why wasn't she here already then? Half you'll find, you'll find out, find out, you'll find her, out movie. her movie that takes place before <laughs> Avengers 4. Yeah. Okay, so are we thinking that she's like off on a distant planet or like yeah. put asleep yeah. or something like that? Yeah, she, she's out in space somewhere. Oh, okay. So her movie takes place in the 90s, which is kind of the reason why he pages her with a pager yeah. at the end of it. So... Yeah. But her movie is supposedly going to tie directly into Avengers 4 and the events of Infinity War. Also, same with Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's supposed to be happening like parallel with everything. Yep. Um, so we'll see exactly how they tie into it as well. Um, but I definitely, I, I think if you want to look at it as a trilogy, it's it's Infinity War, Captain Marvel, Avengers 4. That would be the trilogy, I, I would say. All right, is so we have in-game to this at all? Like, is there just going to be an end? Or are they just going to keep doing this? They're gonna keep doing the movies. It'll they have movies dead. already oh, yeah. done through 2025, and then oh, okay. you forget we they just they're still signing the deal for Fox to bring all of those characters on. So you have a whole new era you can go, especially if you go with like the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom. Yep. Uh, oh, is the X Men coming? I saw that on Twitter. X Men. You got Ghost Rider will come back. Uh, yeah, they they basically will have everybody back. I think at that point, except for Spider Man, who's still owned by sony technically but they'll have everything else back okay yep. i'm totally and before we wrap up no we gotta go um i'm totally buying spider-man <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice so one one more question before we want to get to your rankings and then the results of the quiz uh nathan threw this in here i like this one what was your favorite stan lee cameo and i want everyone to answer that so nathan why don't you go first my favorite Stanley cameo is when he's talking to the Watchers in Guardians Two. Was it the Guardians Two one? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think that. Yeah, I think that one's mine actually. Where he's yeah. telling them all his stories about all these other times and uh, how he was a FedEx delivery guy, and just the fact that he's talking to the Watchers. The Watchers, you know, exactly. Yeah. It's like it's so 
Ugh, I, I love that one. That's that's my favorite one for sure. Okay, so for me, out of all of his cameos, though, I'm going to say Deadpool is my favorite, but I will go MCU here. So, oh, it's tough. It's a tie between him and Age of Ultron when he's the drunk war veteran. He has Thor's liquor. He has to be carried out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> or, or the one where he actually is the FedEx postman. He has the package for Tony Stank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot so, about that. that yeah, Those I love that one. Choices. Good. They're good. So, uh, Coach, what was your favorite Stanley cameo? Uh, I already mentioned mine. It's uh, in the Incredible Hulk when he drinks Hulk's blood. Oh yeah, yep, that's right. Uh, then Donnie, what is yours? Any one of those are a better option. My least favorite one is him in Spider Man. I'm to put that one. Oh, he says, "Hey, I know that guy." That was yeah, and he starts yelling at the lady crying. That was dumb. Yeah. Dev. Yeah, mine is a tie between him gambling in uh, Black Panther and like, let me hold on to those for you. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yep. Guardians one when he's like trying to pick up the chick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's good stuff there. So, so, all right. So we've wrapped up the quiz here. Donnie, why don't you go down and give us your, your rankings as a first time MCU viewer and let us know. From worst to last, Thor Dark World, Iron Man 3, The Incredible Hulk, Doctor Strange, Thor, Avengers Age of Ultron, Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Ant-Man, Iron Man, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Spider-Man Homecoming, Iron Man 2, Avengers Infinity War, Captain America the First Avenger, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, Marvel's The Avengers, Captain America Civil War, Black Panther. Hmm. Right. I think that's pretty that's decent. Not the most bad. Uh, you know, that's not bad. That's no, not that's not bad. bad. Except Thor Ragnarok's the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. So we've talked, I don't know, probably just shy of two hours, I think, on all this stuff, which we had a lot of material to cover. The gauntlet has been thrown. So even, let, let's say, Donnie's score. It was actually teased at the beginning of this when I said, hey, Donnie, it's like ninth grade geometry, and if you get a D, you still manage to pass. You, sir, got 65%. <laughs> Now, now I will say, because Coach messaged me, he disputes two of them where he got some assists from. So I will say, even if I remove those two, you still come in at barely over 60%, which is technically passing. So you have been vindicated, my friend, and Dev now has to pay the price. Donnie, remind everybody at home what that price is. I'm sorry, Dev. That price is that Devin has to buy a Switch. He has to buy Zelda Breath of the Wild. He has to play Zelda Breath of the Wild. And... He has to buy and play an indie game of my choosing. Hey, Dev, I'll sell you a Switch. Ooh. <laughs> well, they got discount. Dev, I will too. <laughs> Slide Nathan into has, my Nathan, DM. Slide into my DM. Listen, Nathan has Breath of the Wild too, right? I do. <laughs> Man, you get a package deal out of this. See, and, I was really I was really hoping the twist ending was, was Dev just reached under his desk and pulled out a Switch that he already had, but... No. Dad, no. Devin just moved into a house. Devin ain't got Switch money right now. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, that wraps up our extended talk on the MCU. So before we go, Dev, where can people find you, sir? Check me out at Dev Atias on Twitter if you want to be my friend. Dat Ninja Dev 2 on the PSN or Dat Ninja Dev on Xbox because I've got one of those things now. Yeah, you um, do. Yeah. Just come holler at me. Uh, talk some trash. Talk some MCU. I'm here for it. Could trade that in towards the Switch. <laughs> why would you? Why? <laughs> Donnie, even I'm not on that ship right now. So no, Donnie, where can people find you? Do you play your Xbox now? I play my Xbox all the time. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, you find me on Twitter. I play Nintendo. Coach, 
Uh, Coach Hulk, remember Thor Ragnarok sucked. Don't forget that, <laughs> folks. And um, I actually want to add something to this because my boy Dev is going to be playing this. Uh, Carol sent me a video that had all the memories from the Link game. And man, it made me want to actually like play the game. What? See, what? Here's, the, here's the thing. The reason I hate the game is because, like I've told you, I didn't feel like there was a story. If I can get those cutscenes in oh. the game, that would be great. See, we're, we're all going to just come back to the point where we all just start playing Breath of the Wild again. I can yeah. see it coming. Dev's going to switch. I already got Kyle, Josh. Uh, Jason is committed to possibly coming, so we're all going to play it again, except Kevin. <laughs> this is, we're all going to play it, and then Kevin's going to be playing something else. Thank I, you, Carol. I, Thank you. I, I really enjoyed the game, but I don't want to go back. And and the cutscenes, Coach, it's much better to just watch that way because finding them all in that game is not the easiest of tasks in that game at all. But uh, anyway, I digress. Nathan, where can people find you, sir? Uh, just go for Twitter, at voiced by Nathan. <laughs> and Nathan also has a, a what two-hour review cast on uh, That's Entertaining for I do. Infinity War as well. So. Yeah, if you want to go more in-depth on uh, That's Entertaining, we have... Uh, Mo and Steve, uh, who you've heard on OT, come by and we talk about the uh, Infinity War. And you can find me at PSVG Kevin on uh, Twitter. You can holler at me there. Check out the website PSVG.blog now. As we said, the transition is complete there. So hit that site up for all your PSVG-ness needs. But more importantly, remember, boys and girls, to never stop watching Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because that's how he sounds when he sings. That's right. Oh, it's the truth. It is the uh, truth. I gotta say, it's nice to be able to sit at your actual desk in your actual house and record a podcast instead of real comfy a garage or something. Like, the living dad. room, like when his dad came out and started making food in the background. That was my grandmother's. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> it was so good. I was like, I'm sitting here talking to Dev, and out of nowhere, like, this person enters the scene and my just favorite. like totally opens the microwave, and like you can hear it loud as the yeah. gain is all the way up. You hear the buttons; they're like beep, beep, oh my beep, grandma. Beep, beep. No, the one, the one so where he's that Indian style on the in his closet. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, like, my respect for that was like, this here's the thing. I can sit, I can sit cross-legged for maybe five, five minutes. She was like that for at least the first hour. That was definitely there was a period there where Dev's uh Why would broadcast. You... Oh, we're like... live, guys. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, there was a period there where Devin's Devin's broadcasts were like the traveling gnome commercials. But you had no idea where Devin was going to show up from. Like the trunk oh, of the man. car, a closet, the kitchen table. Like it is, it, you had no idea. It set up from anywhere. I was waiting for him to show up from like a Walmart, like crouched hey. in like the clothing aisle or something, just on the ground. When you got a podcast, you got a podcast. You never know I like where you're going to be. You just got to be I like ready. That attitude. Good attitude. <laughs> All right. So now that we've got our official awkward intro down, I'm glad. <laughs> that was much better than the one we thought was happening. All right. I made the cough noise. <clears throat> and we start. Shut up and sit down. 
Hello, gamers, friends, people, internet folks. This is Coach Hulk. This is PSVG OT, the mini episode. Yes, following the other PSVG, the one you just listened to. We're following that now, but smaller and more condensed, like um, medium fries. Uh, with me today <laughs> is our, my favorite people in the whole world, just some wonderful characters. We've got my my best buddy, my, my Thor to my Hulk, Dev. So good to have you back, man. Finally, Dev has come back to the OT. It's been, whew, I'm going to cry a little bit. Rain, rain. All right. We also have the boss man, Don, as we like to call him. Donnie Reese, how's it going, big guy? It's going swell. It makes me feel so good to know that when I say what I'm about to say, Dev is finally included. Greetings, Koopalings. Oh. Uh. oh all right. And the producer... Slash awesome person. See, I didn't say seducer because that's another podcast. <laughs> Kevin, what's up, man? What is up, man? I will say, Dev is not included till he actually makes that purchase. So he's got some nice. time, I think. Got, got a couple, couple minutes. You're slapping a commissioner. You're the one that lays down that deadline. Yeah. Deadlines, the things I like to break. All right. Just be generous, Kev. Be generous. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we just got done recording an awesome episode that is all about the Marvel. So if you want to listen to that, I don't know when it's airing. So I can't help you with any of those details because that's not who I am. Monday. Oh, Monday. But what I can tell you is, to, and also joining us, because this is not a surprise to me, Nader Todd. <laughs> how's it going, man? <laughs> What's going on, guys? So good to have the Nader Todd here. Now, our memory is one of my favorites. Uh, this this was a long conversation with me and a couple of students. We were talking about me leaving. There was some crying by me. The students, some of them were happy, some were sad. And we were going through all the emotions and things that we were talking about. And we we're talking about one of like my favorite things that I'd ever done. And I was like, you know what? One of my favorite memories is my very first concert. So today, Ooh. our favorite memory is going to be of our first concert. So I'm going to lay mine down so everybody knows it. And then we'll go around the table and share that awesome memory. My first concert was not because I liked the band, was not because I liked the genre of music, was not because I had any interest whatsoever. I didn't win a prize. Instead, it was for a girl. And oh, this girl. Her name was Heather. She was a tennis player. And I will tell you, there are two things on this planet that are factual. Basketball is great. And tennis girls are amazing. That's all I got, guys. Those are two absolutes. Those are the only two facts? You said? I, I, there might be other stuff I know, but okay, those sure. are diehard truths. I was in love with Heather. I thought she was the greatest thing in the world. And so one day I walked up and said, hey, want to hang out? However, I said it very not cool-like, and I probably stumbled over my words. But she saw the big goofball for what he was and said, you know what? Yes. I was actually going to go to this concert. You should buy a ticket and we'll go together. I said, okay, what concert? She goes, no doubt. I had no doubt what that was. So I bought the ticket though. So we went to the, this concert. Now the opening band, the first three, I don't even remember their names. They were so forgettable. But then a band came on called Black Eyed Peas who opened for no doubt. Now this band as a group, not good, but they had a young lady named Miss Fergie who had me dying literally laughing my butt off because Heather was like 
watching her do her thing and she was like mimicking and i was just like this is you guys are hilarious this is so funny then no doubt came on throughout the entire show i was not memorized i was more bored than anything then this gwen stefani climbs up the side of the stage like all the way up to the top i'm talking 20 30 feet in the air and sings a song called spiderwebs now i will remember that for probably the rest of my life unless i get you know one of those diseases where you don't remember stuff it was an awesome moment a really cool moment where i watched this young lady sing this song that had some pointed words and and i'm sitting there with heather and it was just a moment i'll remember forever i left that night and went and bought the cd really good decision then i was dumb enough to buy the second one really bad decision but it led to just great talks and a really fun time so that was my first concert dev hold on hold on i have oh, a question Mo. yes which first cd did you buy because i don't the, think it's actually their first cd it was the first cd i knew about tropical something tragic, tragic Kingdom. something yeah okay good choice yeah. okay well that was the one yeah whatever that that was coming out then that was when i bought it was good listen good listen. Good album. Yeah. so but dev first concert my dude first concert it was a d'angelo concert it was awesome it was uh me and my wife it was the first concert that we actually went to um we weren't married at the time we were still in high school i think pretty sure um but it was it was awesome like when i tell you d'angelo got down he got down um there is a song on his album called s word damn mf and he went so ham on that song. It was just incredible. Just the energy in the the arena, which is no longer actually exists. It was at a Universal City Walk. I can't remember the name of the theater, but they actually tore it down to put in, um, I want to say Harry Potter World. So, because I'm not a Harry Potter fan. Sorry, Kev. I love you, though. But um, either way, the concert was just, it was amazing. The energy was off the chart. I mean, and I knew all of the songs. So I was singing along. I was dancing. My wife was dancing. We were drinking. It was just, it was just an amazing, amazing time. Um, for the first, for my first concert, it was just, it was fantastic. Um, I'm not a big concert fan either. Like I, I don't want to go. I don't want to stand up and listen to music. I'm more of a let me just chill and listen to music type of guy. Like I'm just not a concert goer. But this one was actually like just off the chain. I. It's the one. It was the only way she was gonna get me to actually go to more concerts because now it's like, I will compare. Okay, that was fun. Let me go ahead and try another concert. Let me try another one here, another one there, or whatnot. But it was just the energy was just off the chart. I loved it. It was it was it was a really good time. Awesome, Nader Todd, your first concert. So you guys are gonna laugh. It was a <laughs> Star Wars orchestra orchestral performance. I wish. Quite honestly, <laughs> I wish it was. Um, was it Smash no. Mouth? That's the lowest of the low. <laughs> no. So my first concert, and I want to see if you guys classify this as a concert, because I do. I think it was a concert, I'm pretty sure. Weird Al. Yeah, it does. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I don't know. I, yes, I know who that is, but he does concerts? Yeah. Yeah. He's on tour right now, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is. Um, so it was, I can't remember how old it was. I mean, I was a youngster, obviously, but, um, 
it Weird Al is one person that the songs I've listened to as long as I can remember. I mean, he's been around as long as I have. And I love listening to to the parody music, but I think I just dropped off. Are you do you guys still hear me? Yep, we're here. Okay, we're cool. Here. I was just I saw a still scream, but I didn't know. Anyway, uh I was watching uh or I was listening to the radio one day and I was like, Weird Al's coming to town. I'm like, to Peoria? What? <laughs> the, the big timing weird Al? <laughs> I mean, there's no way, right? And so then I asked my parents about it and yeah, it turns out that he was coming and then I was like, I want to go. I want to go be really fun. And they were like, Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, this is, this is a weird kind of guy, isn't he? I'm like, what's in the name? Isn't it weird? Al? Um, my parents, are very conservative people. Um, and uh, so I was super excited to go see him because first concert, I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, I, I realized that this isn't the typical concert scene uh, for an artist but he put on such a great show. I mean, it's uh, the music that he he performs. You know, all the parody songs were great. Obviously, he had some of his own songs that he plays. He has little um, uh, like little videos in between some of his songs. He does he does outfit changes all the time, and it was just it was so good. And you know, he had the the Star Wars songs up there, and he did the double encore where they come out and uh, did some of the songs that he didn't do during the show and he just put on a really good show. I mean, it feels like he enjoyed himself and you know, I, I haven't been to many concerts, but that's always going to be one of my favorite experiences of just going to that, uh, seeing weird Al and just having fun. I've seen him once more since then. I took my wife with me and we went and saw him a few, two or three years ago. And, uh, he's still puts on a great show, still really enjoy him. Uh, so that was my first concert and I don't have any crazy memories around it because it was just, you know what it was. Glad you glad you're coming through and didn't say it was Smash Mouth. Well, well, yeah. You know, so my second concert was kind of <laughs> was Smash Mouth. It was uh uh who, who did the song Kryptonite? Three Doors Down. Yeah, so it was Stained and Three Doors Down was my second oh. concert. Didn't Stained do that one slow song? Yes, the that one everyone... slow song that they're known for. Oh it's man. been a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness (laughs) (laughs) yes that one (laughs) so kevin your first concert oh okay so for me i didn't know i was going to my first concert so i'll start off with that so i was a i believe i was a sophomore in high school and uh I was in chemistry class. I remember that. And I uh, got the call from the office to come down for early dismissal. So head down to the office. And I don't see my mom. I don't see my dad. My uncle is there. So my uncle was like the youngest out of the four siblings on my mother's side. So he's like the cool uncle. Like, you know, 10 years older than me. So I was like, all right, you're still cool enough to be cool, especially when I'm in high school. I'm like, all right, this guy's awesome. He's like, we're going to a concert. And I was like, does, does mom know? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. I'm like, all right. Cool. We hop in the car. We drive out to Massachusetts and we pull into the arena because it was an arena concert for my first one, which like, how do you do something after that? But it was the Rolling Stones. So while I was a fan of a few of their songs, like I knew of them, I wasn't like a diehard fan, but I was like, okay, this is I know it's a big deal to see the Stones in concert. So uh, I was like, man, this this is great. He had really good seats. Um 
So we got in there and they performed their butts off. I mean, they're, they were old even then. So they don't stop. They went on for, it was like three and a half hours. They just kept going and it took like a 20 minute break and that was it. But you know, it was in the, the Gillette stadium. That's what, it, no, it wasn't Gillette stadium. Cause that's what they play now it was wherever the Patriots played before Gillette stadium. I forget the name of the stadium. Um, and the Stones had their big, their big stage with like big. There was a big archway. I remember that, like these giant statues and stuff like that. And they're playing their songs, but they go to their intermission. They come back after 15 minutes and they start singing a song. And Mick Jagger comes to the front of the stage, and all of a sudden, this bridge extends up and out of the stage in like an arc, right into the middle of the football field where there was another mini stage, and it was just unbelievable. So he's standing in the middle of this giant crowd, just continue rocking. I'm like, man, these guys are like my grandfather's age playing three hours and like the whole crowd is going nuts. They filled the entire stadium. But one of the funny things I will say, Mo, is guess who the opening act was supposed to be at least. No doubt. Was supposed to be no doubt. And I was excited. <laughs> Me at that time, I was more excited for no doubt than I was the Rolling Stones, but they couldn't make it. Somebody was sick, but their replacement was equally as awesome, especially during that time period. Period. Smash mouth. Smash is involved. I don't Smashing know. Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins opened for the Rolling Stones, which was awesome to see that too. Because that was a that was one of those bands that on my checklist I wanted to to be able to see and and to get that. I was like, man, that was pretty cool. But yeah, it was a very memorable concert, and it was tough to be like, man, my first concert was the Rolling Stones. So how do you go after that? And I, I attended many many concerts. I'm too old for them now. I won't. I'm like Dev. I just want to sit and enjoy the music. I don't want to be in the middle of all that anymore. Um, but it was really really fun. And then come to find out afterwards, my mom was actually upset that my uncle didn't take her. Because her story was her first concert she took my uncle to was Kiss. So it was also like classic rock type things. So she thought taking her to the Stones would have been a nice way to pair it back from all those years ago, taking him to see Kiss. But uh, so we both, me and my me and my uncle both had similar uh, iconic first concerts, I think. So then I this might be weird. Do you have a brother who's going to take one of your kids to an iconic concert or do we have to have Donnie do it? <laughs> It's gonna have to be somebody else because uh, okay. it's just me and my sister and my sister. I can't yeah. do it because when kids normally see me and they don't know me, the first thing is fear and running away. <laughs> so it's gonna have to be Dev, Donnie, or Nate. Like I just, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm like no, Shrek's gonna get me, mom. And it's not good. Maybe <laughs> but, well, you shouldn't be wearing all green. Just saying. Yeah, it's gonna end up with Planet Mo story. <laughs> yeah. All right, Boss Man Don, as you referred to on the OT first concert, bud. Man, I'm a little jealous here. You guys have been, and I, I'm I'm a concert goer. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay, because my my mic isn't moving. Um, <clears throat> I'm a little bit jealous. Before I tell you my first concert story, uh, I wanted to ask: Has anybody seen Smash Mouth lately? No, uh, I, I actually don't know who they are. I was just making a joke. <laughs> they commented on Twitter recently about DJ Khaled's situation, but we can't go into that on the OT. But yeah, my wife and I were watching the Palladia channel. Was a big fan. Uh, we were we we liked that channel a lot, and uh, they came on like after hours, like eleven o'clock one night. They looked like they were playing at like a three dollar cafe hole in the wall, <laughs> and they're all like very much overweight, which is not my necessary. But I'm overweight too. It's not my place to throw stones, but they were terrible. Like it was bad. Like the camera was like up above them. It was we were like both looking at each other like they they their song was in Shrek. Like these dudes. Like it was. It <laughs> so was my something jokes else. work. Yeah, they do. It, they work. I'll see if I can't find that clip for you guys because it was something else. Um, and no doubt, man, what a great band to catch your first time through. I love No Doubt. Uh, I put all of my No Doubt music on my daughter's iPad 
last year when she got it. Um, and her teacher at school thinks it's she's the coolest little girl because she listens to old music now, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, right? It's classic rock at this point. Um, so I've been to a lot of concerts. Saw Crew, I've been to Ozfest, saw Jovi, um, Tons of Roses. I, I, I'm a rock fan. Um, but it's not the only type of music that I like. I've also been to a lot of other concerts. But my first concert, you guys can make fun of me. Um, my first concert, I was 16 and drove my my wife and I uh, drove to the Variety Playhouse, which is a small local theater here in Atlanta on Moreland Avenue. Uh, little Five Points, we call it. And uh, it was to see Sean Mullins. Oh, Rockabye. Was, was a huge, had a huge smash hit in the 90s called Lullaby. Um, like 99, 2000. And uh, he is a, like a folksy indie acoustic singer songwriter type, like in the mold of like a, a James Taylor, maybe, or something like that. Um, he's got a few hits, a couple actually, um, things that have charted on different charts and whatnot. But uh, I was actually a major fan of his. And if you ever want to give yourself a chance, I became a, a, I became a devout follower of his when I got that lullaby album and I heard a song called Twin Rocks, Oregon. And uh, it tells a story, and I, for whatever reason, was infatuated with it. And because of that song, I started to dive into his catalog, and I found a bajillion songs. And I feel like if there's any Sean Mullins fan out there that listens to this OT podcast, you'll understand when I say that his entire library is so much better than Lullaby for so many different reasons. But uh, I do have a better story to tell other than just seeing him. Um, At the time, high school Donnie uh, played guitar. I was pretty good, and uh, I brought my guitar with me. Uh, to the show. I arrived three hours early. I banged on the front door. I got his manager and he said, Hey, what's going on? I was like, it's my birthday. And I'm, I'm I love Sean Mullins and I, I would love it so much if he autographed my guitar. He's actually a very, very good guitarist. And uh, he's like, he's hanging out in his uh, RV out back with his dog, Rody. Let me go ask him. And uh, he totally just said, yeah, bring him on over. So for my birthday, my wife and I got to go meet Sean Mullins in his RV and pet his dog. And he totally autographed my guitar, which I gave to my best friend, Drew, uh, for being my best man in our wedding, because he's also a musician. He's in a real band. So I gave him that guitar as a token of my appreciation for being there for me. So that's crazy. And seeing Clown Posse once asked me directions to McDonald's. That count? There you go. <laughs> uh, I have See, no stories about it. Like who who were you talking about? And then it ended up all endearing and stuff. So you know, I don't <laughs> want to make fun of you for it. You check them out. It's it's very you know. So that's the thing is I would love to tell you the time I went to to Motley Crue or Bon Jovi, but those weren't my first experiences. Those are crazy experiences, but they weren't my first. Uh, my first was an easy listening dude whose main crowd now is a bunch of old folks. Like I went to a show two or three years ago. It's like a it's like a nursing home in there. Like he is huge. <laughs> with like the senior citizens right now. Now it wasn't like that. The first time I went, like coming off the lullaby oh, crowd, yeah. the pop stations were playing him. Like he's nationwide. Oh, that was yeah. a top 10 hit. Yeah. He if was you up did there. the song, you guys will remember hundred percent. Oh yeah. 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 They, yeah I he, mean, did they play it on rap stations? Cause <laughs> back maybe. Then, that's all I, mean, I was listening. I mean, if you know, no doubt, I mean, Sean Mullins was during that same time. No doubt was out kind so, of yeah. during that era. Okay. So mm-hmm. this was my college year. This is my college year. It's not my high school years. then, Cause no doubt came out when I was in college. No, well, no, well, no doubt, no doubt was way I would say no doubt was way before Sean Mullins. Sean Mullins hit like 99, 2000. No doubt hit like 94. 99, 2000 is when I heard of No Doubt because that's that's when I heard of them. Oh, I heard of No Doubt way before you then, yeah. It was, yeah, Tragic Kingdom was released in 95, so. Yeah, so I didn't hear about that until the 2000s when I got to college. Okay, so you got them late. Yeah, I was going to say, he went and bought their old album. I didn't buy it. My wife did. Yeah. 
They're good. <laughs> I had their original album. Gwen Stefani wasn't even the singer. It was That's her brother. True. So and then he went to write he went to go draw for the Simpsons. Nope. Okay. Interesting. Well, that's the OT, guys. <laughs> that's the the the, min, the mini OT. I don't know if we're supposed to do send offs, but we're going to. So, Kev, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at PSVG Kevin and on virtually all of the things on PSVG.blog. And Nader Tot. You can find me at Voiced by Nathan on Twitter and other places. Askmo. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that he won't know and boss man don find me over there on nintendo uh, on twitter at playing nintendo thank you kevin for dropping the new blog name i like that smart look at him it's polished and remember there's no g in playing that's right ain't no g's in <laughs> sorry nintendo. i was sure you were gonna say it i was wanting to say it so i jumped in <laughs> and Dev, where can they find you uh you can find me at dev atias on the twitterverse come holla at your boy now, I was guessing you guys wanted us to take a Sean Mulligan on this episode. Get it? <laughs> but we're not going to. <laughs> I've been saving that since we heard the name. But this has been PSPG OT mini episode numero uno. And I was your host, Coach Mo, doing things I do. You can find me at Coach Hulk on all the places. We love you. We appreciate you. And we can't see and wait to talk to you guys next time. That's game over. <laughs> but she feels safe now in this bar on Fairfax And from the stage I can tell that she can't let go and she can't relax And just before she hangs her head to cry I sing to her a lullaby I sing everything's gonna be alright Rockabye, rockabye. Everything's gonna be alright, but don't you rockabye, rockabye, rockabye.